everyone, my name is Rachel Moses and I'm Multimedia Editor for Thorax BMG and I'm delighted to be joined today with Dr. Peter Barry, who is a consultant respiratory physician from the Manchester Adult Cystic Fibrosis Centre and we are going to be talking about his team's paper entitled Longitudinal Effects of Ivacafta and Medicine Possession Ratio in People with the Glee 551 ASP Mutation, a five-year study. Welcome, Dr. Barry. Uh, thank you very much for the invite. So that's quite a title. Now, I just want to open this discussion by saying, do you want to give us a little bit of context around the title and the study itself? Uh, that would be great, actually. Uh, I suppose the first thing to say, Rachel, is very few, if any, conditions across medicine, and in particular in respiratory medicine, have seen the dramatic shift in therapeutics that cystic fibrosis have over the past decade. This is predominantly due to the development of novel therapies called CFTR modulators, and these medications target the defective protein that's formed as a result of mutations in the CFTR gene. And they aim to restore protein function and thereby target the underlying cause of the disease. Ivacaftor was the first of these medications licensed and was suitable for approximately 5% of patients with cystic fibrosis. But the initial clinical trial results, which were published in 2011, were heralded as, as landmark results as they had, saw 10% improvement in FEV1 improvements in rates of pulmonary exacerbations, nutritional status and quality of life. So as a group, we were very interested in not just the efficacy of these therapies that you see in clinical trials, but the effectiveness as they're utilized in everyday clinical practice. It probably is even more important today to be speaking about this because CFTR modulators are now developed to treat approximately 90% of individuals with CF. So I think it's key for us to understand not just the relatively acute effects that are reported in clinical trials, but also the longitudinal effects, as these are what will truly determine what the future of CF care will look like and identify potential challenges that may lay ahead. I think that's a really important point now, self-confess my um, my clinical experience with CF patients was limited more to the very end stage in transplantation but I do know the significant treatment burden for these patients who are often quite young so there's a lot of things around adherence and um, multi-modal therapies if you like so do you want to talk a little bit about in context of your paper about what like what that means and some of the results that you found yes yeah, certainly the um we, we know that cystic fibrosis carries a huge burden of therapy be, be it oral therapies nebulized therapies daily physiotherapy and airway clearance estimated to take patients hours per day to actually just try and maintain some degree of stability. So that's why the advent of these medications were potentially so important. In 
the context of such a high treatment burden, I think treatment adherence is always an ongoing challenge, particularly in a younger population who have got school, university and work and families to deal with. So I think that was one of the key things that we wanted to see is what is the initial impacts, but also the longitudinal impacts of these uh, these drugs. And what we saw with Ivacaftor, first of all, the acute effects that we saw in our study population actually very closely mimicked the clinical trials, which was really reassuring. There was substantial improvements in lung function and weight Weight, in fact, continued to increase for four years before plateauing. That that may be a factor that's important to look at longitudinally for all uh, care professionals within CF. One of the other things that we noted is that although lung function acutely improved by 9.6% in this study, at the end of five years, we saw that lung function was not different to the pre-Ivacaftor baseline. And that actually is, you know, really a wonderful finding that you may had your lung function, which was the same as it was five years prior. But we wanted to look at after that acute benefit, what was the difference in the rate of decline in lung function? And we found no significant difference in the rate of decline in lung function year on year before Ivacaftor or after Ivacaftor. But I should note that this was predominantly an adult population and they had at least moderate disease. Mean FEV1 was uh, 58% predicted in this study. So they had marked disease at a, at a baseline. So, so one of the things then we did additionally to try and look at uh, what could possibly explain a non-alteration rate of decline? Well, pulmonary exacerbations, we know they are really important life events, often necessitating hospitalization for these people. And there was a significant reduction, basically a halving of exacerbations requiring hospitalization or intravenous antibiotic therapy And that was sustained year on year for five years. So a real substantial impact on quality of life for uh, individuals. That in itself didn't quite explain why lung function may decline, although it is likely due to the underlying disease uh, process that was there before the introduction of the therapy. But we were interested in uh, adherence to therapy and it's difficult to measure uh, adherence to tablets in this everyday clinical practice. So we used a surrogate of uh, adherence. We used medicine possession ratio. And we were able to do this because these medications were delivered by a home care company. And so we had accurate pickup rates of uh, medication over the period of study. And that yielded some interesting findings. First of all, reassuringly, the medicine possession ratio to this medication was exceptionally high and over and above what would be seen with other therapies throughout the period of study. But it did decline over the five years. And there was a trend to that being more so in those people under the age of 25. 
I think the next important thing to state is that we did find a relationship between medicine possession ratio and lung function decline over time. In that quite simply, those people who had higher medicines possession ratio had a better lung function at the end of five years. And I think that is helpful information for us as clinicians, but also great to be able to have a conversation with individuals with CF saying that we, we know ongoing adherence to this medication has real long-term impacts. So you've kind of moved on to the conclusion a little bit in terms of the end question is always going to be, and I understand this is the acute benefits of people with the, specifically with the Glyde 551 ASP mutation. Um, but is, should this be something that is given as standard therapy intervention? Um, uh, do we need more research? So, um, I think CFTR modulators as a group of drugs are certainly the future of CF care. Ivacaftor by itself, unfortunately, it will only treat a low proportion of patients, but the recent development of triple CFTR modulator therapy has will broaden that up to 90% of patients. And I think that will be a uh, very, very important to uh, look both acutely what has happened with the rollout as uh, we've recently introduced it into clinical practice. And clearly, we will need ongoing longitudinal monitoring to try and plan CF services moving forward. I think another interesting factor would be it would be very interesting to see the longitudinal impact of these drugs when you get them into people and children with, uh, of younger ages and to see whether actually those with better preserved lung function are going to sustain their lung function for a longer time. Well, thank you so much. That was such a comprehensive summary. Really grateful for your time. And so important, CF is a life-shortening disease that affects over 90,000 people worldwide, you were telling me. So it's so important the research continues. And we are so grateful to you and your team for everything that you've done in this field. So thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Now, if you'd like to read the full article of this paper after the podcast, please follow the hyperlink. Please do leave any comments or feedback via our Twitter or Facebook page at Thorax BMG. Thank you very much. Thank you.